Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Live, presented by Kaleida Health. Rocking and rolling on a Friday. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you. One Bills Live is the show. Jam-packed show for you today, which we'll get to in just a second. Holy mackerel. We're coming, I, you know, we're, it's Friday. We're two days away from a big division game. It's, we're in our wheelhouse here. Bills, Bills Mafia. It's Friday of a home 1 o'clock game against a Jet. Let's was, go! Well, when was the last time that happened? I know, right? Holy crow. You wait feels... for these days. We're in May and April. We're going, <coughs> when does this team yeah, win? See... Now it's like, woohoo! The last time they played at home was November 13th. I know, it was a month ago. Literally. almost It was like 28, 29 days ago. It's nuts. Absolutely nuts that it's been a month, number one. Going on their 13th game, and this is going to be just their fifth home game. Think about that. Yeah. 13 games, five at home. And one of the five was in Detroit. Well, no, I wasn't, I wasn't counting. Count- no, I'm, I'm counting mm. this Sunday as the fifth home game out of 13. Right. Because you got Minnesota, Green Bay, Tennessee, and what's the other one? Well, you- Minnesota, Green Bay, Tennessee. Oh, dang it. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Those are the four. Yeah. Yeah. So the Jets this Sunday will be the fifth. Will be the fifth. In the, that's right. In their thirteenth like, yeah, right. game. We only had four. Eight on the we road. Only had four. Five at home mm. after Sunday. We only had four. Two of them God. were at night. It's it's nuts. It's, been a it's absolutely nuts. And the fact that this team is nine and three, despite all that garbage. Being as injured as they have been. Yeah, got to tip your hat. You and they've really had – and let me say, we've we said it. People aren't giving it. They've had the hardest schedule of anybody in the, in the AFC. They have beaten better teams, teams with better – because of the, the way the division has fallen. All, yeah. The Dolphins are playing well. The Jets are playing well. The Patriots are playing well. The Bills are at the top of the division. And then, of course, they also – they also had – they played, well, the, the Titans, the Ravens, and the Chiefs. Good grief. Yeah. It, that's saying something. Um, this week's game sponsor, incidentally, is Independent Health. Independent Health is an official health and wellness partner of the Buffalo Bills. 
Let's jump right into the practice updates, which are, as always, are presented by LECOM, Lake Erie College of Osteopathic Medicine. And today, head coach Sean McDermott addresses the media. He actually appears uh, on WGR here in Buffalo on Friday mornings, and he essentially laid it out as far as how the injury situation looks. He declared defensive tackle Jordan Phillips and fullback Reggie Gilliam out for Sunday's game against the Jets. Um, Phillips suffered the shoulder injury against New England last week. Gilliam has an ankle injury. Neither of them have practiced at all this week, so those two will be out of the equation. And, Steve, I don't know about you, but, you know, if Coach Dorsey wants to use 21 personnel and he doesn't have Reggie Gilliam, my best guess for who fills that role is Quentin Morris. Right. The tight end. Right. So sure. that would be my best guess as to who would replace him if 21 personnel is part of the game plan Well, 21 on means two backs, one tight end. They could go pony, go two running backs. They too. could. Yeah. Yes. They could, they could, they they could which go they 20 did. if they want. Right. Which they could do easily with Cook, Singletary, Hines in some sort. Some they did 15 snaps of it last week right. against New England with you, two backs. We may see more of that. Um, yeah. I, I kind of like it in that the way it looks against the Jets' defense. Yeah, uh, the last game, because I looked it up, they ran about 10 plays of 21 personnel in the first meeting with the Jets. Um, see, I like it because of what it does to Mosley, C.J. Mosley in the Well, movie. yeah. you And, you know, we talked to Michael Robinson about this. He said, just run 20. Don't even put right. a tight end on the field. Right. Get three receivers out there with Hines and Cook. You got five guys that can catch. You got five blazers out there. Right. That's what I, I like that. I, I like that a lot. Um, you got to you got to block it up. I mean, you got to protect it because if yeah, you have to the, make sure you can protect. But it's got you've got to figure it's coming out fast anyway, right? Yeah. Five guys in the pattern and spread the defense. You got running backs in the backfield with Josh. Either split backfield with him and shotgun or or pony when he's under center. Two running backs. Those guys are out there and they're available fast. Um, yeah, there's a lot to be said for that. You can, you can, you're. It's good. Uh, I like that. I like that right. matchup because Mosley then has to, he's he's running after one of those guys, you know. Yeah. Um, and not coming after Josh, or not. You know, he can stuff the run, I guess, still too. But uh, I just like it. I yeah. Know. People are probably wondering the other player who is questionable in nature for Sunday's game, Matt Milano. What's his status? He was participating in practice here on Friday. To what degree, we do not know yet. We'll have to wait for the Friday injury report to be released a little bit later on in the show. But head coach Sean McDermott said this morning they'll see how he comes through today and tomorrow. So we'll see what the designation is here later today. This seems to be trending in a game-time decision direction. Um, Unless they just say, look, watch him in practice today and say, I don't like that way that looks. The difference now compared to back in week nine when they did not have Milano for that game is they do have A.J. Klein. And as much as Mike White has been throwing the ball around the yard, at their core, this offensive scheme is predicated on their run game. And I like A.J. Klein against the run. I do too. I don't know if you have a more instinctive player than him at the second level than A.J. Klein. I, I totally agree. And, you know, it, the run game 
the Jets need it. They yeah. really need it. And if you can, AJ Klein, I, I think you're not you're you're gaining something in the run defense when he's on the field. So uh, then you and that for me, if you're the Jets, you're thinking, okay, we're going to try and throw it if AJ Klein has to see the field. Well, you're going to they the last thing they want to do is drop Mike, Mike White back 35, 40 times. And he dropped back almost 60 times last week. And, yes, they're in the game with a chance to win, but they had two cracks, two bites at the apple in the last three minutes, and they didn't get it done. And went one for six in the red zone and three for 16 on third down. They need a run game to keep them in manageable down and distance because Mike White, yes, productive player, gets the ball out fast, makes their offense functional. But if it's all on him, that's when they run into problems. Situationally. And we've talked about it a ton, and you hear it, it's almost you know it's almost football one on one at this point. When you get down in the red zone, you got to have the threat of a run, if not a really productive running game. Period. And if the Jets can't run it out in the field, they're certainly not going to be able to run it down close. The Bills have that always in their back pocket because of Josh. I mean, they just pull it under his arm and and go, and he's two hundred fifty pounds, and you better have two guys there to stop him, or he's going to bulldoze one or jump over the guy right yeah it's a problem for teams with the bills in the red zone because they can run the football all the time the jets if they don't run the football and they're trying to throw it all over the yard that's what got them into trouble last week in minnesota you got to run the ball when you're down close you got to have that threat because you need to pack those guys in around the line of scrimmage because there's no space elsewhere if they don't pack it in there's no place to throw the football if they jump in on a run fake or something like that then there's a little bit of a crack of space in the passing game. But they don't do that if they don't think you're going to run it or you can't yeah. run it. So that's a problem for the Jets. If you get them to where they can't run the football or don't think they will run the football, that's an enormous loss for them, more so than some other teams you can name. One last note on Milano. Coach also revealed that Milano sustained the injury he's currently dealing with early in the game against New England last Thursday, but played 100% of the snaps and finished the game. So here we are already over a week after that injury occurred. And we'll have to see again what his practice participation is when the injury report comes out. But we're just going to have to wait and see how things look going forward for him. Good news. Deion Dawkins, David Questenberry, who are both trying to return from ankle injuries, are practicing again today. They've been participating on a limited basis all week. We'll see if either of them do a bit more today. But things look to be trending in the right direction for both of them to be available on Sunday, which is big, knowing the Jets' defensive front is really the strength of that defense. Yeah, you got to have your big boys up front 100% or as close to it, uh, Dawkins especially, and Cussenberry because you need a swing guy. Um, certainly the Bills have used Bobby Hart at times uh, over the last few weeks, but they bring him in as an extra offensive lineman and giving him that role. So they, when they go heavy, it has really helped them in situations. But, man, Deion Dawkins, you, they need him. Yeah, They need him big time. Big time. Odell Beckham Jr. news as the world turns. He joined Amazon Prime Video's Thursday Night Football in the shop for the broadcast last night. Beckham said at this point, He's targeting a return for the postseason only. I don't think that's terribly shocking. A lot of the reports, you know, before he did his three-team free agency tour were indicating he wouldn't be fit to even begin practicing until mid-December at the earliest. I realize we're practically there now. But if it's postseason only, we're talking mid-January 
a month from now. Uh, this was a direct quote that he made when appearing on that program last night. Quote, I haven't made a decision, and for me, I would like to be in a stable environment, get up at 6 a.m., leave at 6 p.m. for four weeks, and then let's talk about it. I've played football for a long time. I'm not saying that I couldn't step in and play regular season, but I don't see the point. I really don't. I would rather play when the pressure is on. I see he's phrasing it a certain way here, Steve, but I think he and his, and his doctor probably knows, hey, the longer you wait and take time to get this thing strengthened properly, build endurance into that knee again, the better you're going to be for whoever you sign with. I think the question becomes, who does he sign with and when? And what is the ramp-up period necessary to have him ready to perform for your team in the postseason? What's the run-up time? You know what I'm saying? I get it. And He wants to play in the postseason, so what does that do? That, that removes, what, half the teams in the league or more than half the teams in the league from the, from the running. I mean, he's not, he doesn't, it's obvious he didn't want to come back and play for somebody who's not going to be in the playoffs. The first time he's going to be able to – to me, this takes him off the table for everybody this year, even in the playoffs. Oh, you don't think anybody signs him? No. No, I don't. Because uh, it's like you said, you've got to come in and get acclimated. And I don't know that it becomes less likely or more likely the longer we get or the deeper we get into the regular season, the closer we get to the playoffs. Is it less likely or more likely? Okay. The longer you wait, the harder it is going to be for him to contribute. And if you wait another two weeks, so you got three games left in the regular season, you give him three weeks to get acclimated – and then coming in the playoffs, if you're in, if indeed your team is in the playoffs, I don't. That's a big question mark. Are you going to start a guy that hasn't played a snap in the wild card round or the divisional round? If it's your the guy's been week? there and done it, I would. That's why I'm asking, what's the ramp up period here? Because if he's only going to play for you in the postseason, now you're. Your next plan I get is it. how many weeks do we need him to practice with us and be ready where we can trust him out there on the field it would to be, perform in, a, in the most important game of the season, a win-or-go-home situation? You would have to be so careful and cautious about his ramp-up. Because what are you going to do if he comes in and, and you know, we had Xavier Rhodes on yesterday. What are you going to do if he comes in and bang, Xavier Rhodes injury, pulls, snaps a hamstring? Yeah. Well, then, well, that it's wasted. Mm-hmm. That's all wasted. So you think most teams are going to say the risk is too high and the reward is too low, and for us, it's just not going to work. For most of these teams, the Bills, the Chiefs, you go down the list, Baltimore, you know, Tennessee, who's begging for somebody to throw the football to, or on the other side, Philly, Minnesota, San Francisco. You know, Tampa, Dallas, Dallas maybe. I mean, we've talked about Dallas and all that, the Giants, all that, and the Seattle Seahawks who are, in the, who are in the mix right now. All these teams, are there, are there going to be – is there going to be a point where they feel like Odell Beckham 
is going to be the thing that tips them over because if for the division winners and for the teams like the Bills and the Chiefs and the and the Cowboys and the Vikings and the Eagles, they think shoot, we're good now. We're good now. I mean, this guy over here that's playing the role that OBJ would take, we're we're kind of winning games with him. Yeah. Why are we going to do that? And sabotage the guy who's helped us all year, sabotage his ability to contribute for a guy who may be a step faster or have a more cachet in a name. Let's, I, I, and I'm not saying that OBJ would come in and upset the apple cart, not at all. But man, oh man. He would change the pecking order at Why? the receiver position. All these teams have got to have a lot of confidence going into the playoffs. The Bills are not chief among them. Well, and as are we, chief among them. Here's the other thing, though, as we know. The NFL is a week-to-week league. One of these teams suffers an unfortunate injury at the receiver position. You know, the Eagles, A.J. Brown goes down in week 16. Suddenly, so so suddenly you got seven days to get him acclimated and stick him in there, hoping no, he doesn't snap a hammy. Not going until the playoffs. You got week six, 17, you got week 18, and then if Philly has the bye, you got another week. You got three weeks to ramp him up, get him ready for the postseason, where you no longer if, have your number one wide receiver anymore. Great. That's in that scenario. I think somebody would jump in, on. Sure. Uh, great. Yeah. In that scenario, when you're going to AJ Brown blows a tire. Yeah. Or you know Justin Jefferson blows a tire. Right. Or you know, I mean that come on. Or, or Could Steph happen. Diggs, Steph Diggs. Could happen. You know, breaks his foot or something. You know, all that you know, that's a yes, it could happen. You're talking about the the Cinderella story of a week 17 or 18 injury with a team that's got time to sign a guy like OBJ, bring him in and acclimate him. Okay. Yeah. But that to me, that's the last vestige of an opportunity he will have to be signed. I'm, I think we're still in the, in the spot now where it's the most likely he'll be signed because of the ramp up period. And we saw it, we saw it last night. And I said yesterday, and I'm, we're going to get to it in a minute, oh, the, yeah. the, the Baker Mayfield thing where I said there's no way he's going to come in and impress them. <laughs> and he comes in and wins the game for them. Well, I, I, my mind is blown. So, But <clears throat> there are teams out there, obviously. Even the, Ram, they're, the Rams are going nowhere. Yeah. They didn't have anybody. So they said, why not? Right. Apparently, Sean McVay has liked Baker Mayfield for a long time. But Likes we were better today. We were reading the reports on the air yesterday. There were reports that you know John Wolford, their backup quarterback to Matthew Stafford, had a neck injury. He was questionable. He dressed. He played. I think the first one or two series, and then exited. And Baker Mayfield came in, played the rest of the game. Yeah, played all but three plays. I mean, holy mackerel! And I watched and then, the first half, and then I couldn't watch the. I didn't watch the rest of it. And then, he was horrible in the first. Well, he had moments where he made throws like an yeah. NFL quarterback. But it was 16-3, or 13-3, I think, at half. And it went to 16-3 in the fourth quarter. And, man, they win. Well, and the Raiders helped give it away. I mean, they gift-wrapped that thing for the Rams. It's just well, it's stupid, what they do. stupid football by the Las Vegas Raiders. Time and again. It's what they do. I mean, the Rams made a handful of plays. Skoranek made some nice catches at the end of the game. So, too, did Van Jefferson. And, you know, Baker was pulling the trigger. What did he have to lose? Absolutely nothing. Right. Um, But the Raiders helped him. I mean, first of all, they get a sack on Mayfield late in the game. 
And one of the Raiders defensive linemen decides when Mayfield gets up, I'm going to slap the ball out of his hands. Bing! Flag for taunting. 15 yards. So the sack and the loss of yardage on the sack gets wiped out by a 15-yard stupid, stupid penalty. And they had a couple others, too. They had a pass interference call on a play that was never going to get completed. And then they give up a 23-yard or 22-yard touchdown pass on a little fade by playing man-to-man. Yeah, that was in their own end. I mean, what are you doing? And Josh McDaniels, for what it's worth, was criticized for punting. Well, it was like a fourth and what was it? A fourth and one at their their own thirty-eight yard line. They decide to punt, and the punt was great. Got Got down to the two yard line. Yeah, it was perfect. They're all pumping their fists. Oh yeah, got him right, 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 wanna a team that had scored one touchdown all night. Yeah. With a guy that just came off the tarmac so at gonna, LAX. They're going to ask him to go 98 yards in less than two, three minutes of the game time. You know, um, yeah, that was, a, that was an okay play. I was fine with that. And they should, and, and it worked because if you didn't do a stupid taunting penalty and yep. a pass interference penalty, and then on the coaches, it was them playing man coverage. Yep. Yeah. You get what you deserve. So... So far this season, and I can't take credit for knowing this, that we saw this online. Uh, Jeff Koltenak in our control room passed this along from Matt Verderam, uh, who's an NFL reporter. He said, the Raiders have lost the following games this year. This is mind-blowing. Raiders lead 20 to nothing against the Cardinals, lose the game. They led 17 nothing against the Jaguars, lost the game. Led 17 nothing at the Chiefs. In Kansas City, lost the game. Led 16-3 to against Baker off the tarmac, lost the game. And, and they also lost the game to Jeff Saturday in his first game as a head coach. That's a bad season. That is catastrophically awful. That now, here's the best part. Season. Here's the best part. There are reports out of Las Vegas that Josh McDaniels will not be a one-and-done head coach for the Raiders, and it's not because of his inability to lead the team to victories. I mean, he's snatching, snatching, he's snatching defeat from the jaws of victory yes. in these five games that we just listed. Um, word out of Las Vegas, according to some reports, is they're going to keep him as their head coach because they can't afford to fire him. They are still play, paying John Gruden and a large portion of his coaching staff that was jettisoned last year in the wake of the email scandal connected to the Washington Commanders. And they've got a cash flow problem in Las Vegas, according to some of these reports we've seen. So they can't afford to fire another staff and pay them to not work for them. That's pretty crazy. Well, it's, hey, takes a lot of money to run an NFL team. But John... And yeah, I, yeah, the John Gruden and the John Gruden incident still keeps being mentioned in the Dan Schneider investigation as to how that yep. all came about. Um, and that is on an ongoing issue um, for not only the Raiders, but the league and the and the Washington commanders. Josh McDaniels, who had the quick stint as the Denver Broncos head coach, then an even quicker stint 
as the Indianapolis Colts head coach, then backing out of that agreement. Yeah, yes, thank you. No, he, thank you. <laughs> after he had hi- they had hired his defensive staff, he backed out of that job for whatever reason. And it's, yeah, it's a mess out there. Yeah. It's a mess. The, the, the way they have lost games this year is, it seems to me, it is 100% on the coaching. Yeah. Two quick injury notes before we go to break. Uh, first, the Giants may have to face the Eagles this weekend without Saquon Barkley. He's got a sore neck, and Brian Dable said today he's not sure if he'll be able to go on Sunday. New York needs that win, now down to 7-4 and four record. They're still in the playoff hunt, or still have one of the seven playoff seeds in the NFC, but they got teams hot on their heels. And then Ravens head coach John Harbaugh just told reporters moments ago it looks like it's going to be Tyler Huntley at quarterback on Sunday against the Steelers. Lamar Jackson battling a sprained PCL, not expected to be ready in time to play there. And the Ravens clinging to the AFC North division lead with Cincinnati behind them just based on their head-to-head matchup earlier this season. Both teams are 8-4. So the AFC North race could get even crazier going forward coming out of this weekend. We have to take a break here, but when we come back, it is time for our weekly visit with Bill Safety, Micah Hyde. Nothing to hide coming your way with your questions and Micah's answers next here on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 